it's off the book, off the, off the video game, off the book. Oh, okay. It's the dude that played Henry Cavill. Oh, Superman? Yeah, Superman. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Okay. Now, oh, you know the mic's running, eh? I mean, if it's running, do you want to just talk about, some football? talk about some football? Let's just talk about some football. Right, let's do it. Okay, let's talk sick. About some This is Justice Allen, running back number four for McMaster. It's Eric Starzella, starting left tackle for the Guelph Griffins. Dylan Giffen, left tackle for the Western Mustangs. And you're listening to At the 55. At the 55. At the 55. Stay tuned. Best OUA podcast. All right, so we're back here at the 55, just dropping a short little New Year's special episode for you. We've already announced our off-season walkthrough plan via Instagram. We've talked with a lot of the players throughout the season, sort of, setting up this big adventure that we are going to be taking on. Uh, We're both excited and anxious and everything for this. Uh, It should be a ton of fun. It'll be taking place over the next three months where we will be doing campus visits, doing some sit-down interviews with a few players that we have reached out to, some of whom have yet to respond, so... Yo, what's up, Laurier? What's up, Waterloo? What's up, Ottawa? Uh, uh, man's not wrong. Hey, yo, what's up, York? To be fair... <laughs> I didn't actually message anyone from York. That's my bad. <laughs> uh, but to those other schools mentioned, yeah, you know, it'd be great to hear back from you. Because as you might imagine, whether you are one of the players that we are reaching out to or just anyone who follows the podcast or the content we do, there is a lot of planning involved in this. So for our sanity, the more dates that we can solidify and get locked down now, the easier or at least the the the, the fewer challenges that will arise later on. But yeah, so over the next three months, starting in the second or so week of January, we'll be doing some school visits, meeting with the players doing some sit-downs, talking a little bit about the year, about their experiences at the school, this, that, and the other thing, whatever they want to talk about, if they want to promote something they have going on, whatever, the mic will be on, and we'll just be having a big old sit-down, big old chat. Um, In addition to sort of the standard podcast format that you're used to from us, we'll also be looking to do a little more video Video content. That's the one right there. Uh, so, you know, look for a couple fun things like that. We'll probably be using the Instagram page for a lot of that too, the YouTube channel for some of that, which we started doing a little bit towards the end of last year and putting together a couple highlight videos um, from some of the big playoff games from this past year. So definitely uh, be following on all those channels to make sure you're up to date. You know, you'll hear from us on the podcast to remind you about sort of what we're doing and everything like that. But it's, you know, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be, it's it's a daunting task that we're putting uh, in front of ourselves. But I think at the end of the day, it'll be a lot of fun. And it'll be great to actually get to sit down and talk with these guys that we talk about week after week. And, you just know, know that when I talk shit on the mic, I just want to make sure that you know that I'm going to back it up and talk it to your face. <laughs> That's it. This is really just a Dakota talk shit tour. <laughs> just going up to your campuses, coming to your home, because I want all the smoke. Well, I mean, we can still rebrand it. We, the shirts are not finalized yet you want to rename it the off-season dakota talk shit tour it's not it's not as catchy but like (laughs) the motto of the tour is i want all the smoke um so a few so there's a few things we want to get into for today it's going to be just a quick and dirty episode uh but one of the things that i just want to put out to anyone listening is that one of we want to get your questions as well uh, whether you're a fan of any of the teams that we follow or whether you just you know one of the players and you want us to say something to you, one of your boys, whatever it might be. If you have any questions for us, uh, you can reach us 
on Instagram at the 55 podcast on Twitter uh, at the 55 podcast or you can hit us up on email uh, at the 55 podcast at gmail.com um, or you know find me or Dakota on Facebook however you want to do it uh, if you have questions about any of the players schools whatever you want us to ask uh, yeah feel free to drop us a line uh, let us know because we uh, you know we love hearing from you guys and it's been great getting the mailbag section that we added in this year and that was a ton of fun incorporating uh, your thoughts as well as our own into our podcast um, so I guess that's Anything else we want to really say about it? We don't want to give away too, too much about it. Uh, as we said, we're still waiting to confirm with some players, uh, which obviously then does imply that we have confirmations from other players, but we are going to our keep entire, that. Our entire January is already booked up. You it, know, good chunk of February. Waiting for those those Waterloo people, not just Waterloo University. Anyone in the Waterloo area. None Kitchener, of you guys, Waterloo area. None of you guys hit us back up, so, like, you know, it's whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it, it made for a very sad Christmas and Hanukkah for the two of us. Um, but I guess, you know, with, with that whole offseason walkthrough in mind, um, Dakota, what are you looking forward to most, do you think, for this whole experience? Um, other than talking shit and <laughs> sitting down with my boy Warren Craney. Um, <laughs> we need to just talk that into existence. I think if we just, like, say that constantly, it will happen. Warren, buddy. No, you don't listen to this, because if you did, I'd be blackballed from ever getting a job in the OUA. I mean, we don't know for sure if that's not the case yet. I mean, I don't have a job in the OUA, so <laughs> maybe, maybe because of that. Um, no, just you know, it. it I think it's going to be great to give people a, a better look at, at what it's like, and not the the cheesy classic university content. No offense to the university content, but. You know, actually sitting down and talking to players and not just like, hey man, what's your favorite song of the decade? Like, I don't, no one cares about that. Yeah. Let's actually ask the real questions. Let's get to know these players. Um, but I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most is, you know, just some, some quality, you know, road trip time with you, Zach. Oh my you know, gosh, just, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, well, I took it from you. Oh so. boy. Well, then I guess uh, having to go to my B option for the thing I'm most looking forward to and kind of touches on what you were saying initially. And I think just as two former football players, it's that connection with these guys that even if we don't know them, you know, they'll be telling their stories of the things in the locker room or on the field. And those things that even if, you know, no matter how many years you've been disconnected from the game, a lot of those similar themes run through all our experiences. And it's just always great. You know, anytime I'm sure you have the same thing from whether it's beefs or, you know, your boys with Mustangs or all the way back to the MTW days. Like, I've run into a couple guys over the last couple of years from Metro from, you know, we're talking 10 years ago. And it doesn't matter if you haven't kept up with them in that whole time. It just, it, you rekindle those conversations of, you know, oh, remember that trip out to Ottawa or this, that, and the other. Fucking Myers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does Myers still have that golf turf, like that mini putt turf? Oh, Do you remember that Minto turf? Field or something? Yeah, pit, like pit, what whatever. was what was that? It was like playing on a, a putt-putt, like you couldn't wear cleats. <laughs> yeah, the running shoe games. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, the turf burns. The, yeah, yeah, full sleeves, full uh, full leggings. In August. <laughs> I sweat enough as it is. I didn't yeah, need that in my life. Myers. Um, but, yeah, just that, just sitting down with football guys, um, and just kind of getting that inside track on, you know, the league that we've been covering, or, you know, I've been covering for two years, you've been f- covering with me for this past year, and following in your own right for the last however many years, uh, and just getting that inside scoop, and hopefully getting a bit more of, you know, 
and I feel like when we go to Western, it'll probably be a bit more of the media buttoned up responses we might get for a little bit. But maybe we'll break through and get some more, you know, genuine just insight into, you know, how these guys feel about this, that, and the other thing. Obviously, we're not trying to push anyone to say stuff that's going to get them in trouble or anything. But, you know, just talk to us. Let us know what's up. Yeah, if you sign up for our Patreon, you get to hear all the stuff that the players <laughs> ask us to delete. <laughs> Ooh, that's not a bad... No, that, that is a bad idea. But the Patreon's not a bad idea. We should probably actually workshop that. Uh, anyway, so that is the At The 55 off-season walkthrough that's going to be taking place. So like I said, if you have any questions for any of the teams, you know, while we haven't don't have all our dates with these teams set up, you know, we're going to be, you know, fighting to get a sit-down with some players from all these schools. So you can... Rest assured that, you know, even if at this moment we might not have something set up with those teams that Dakota was mentioning, if you had a question for any of those schools or whomever it might be or whatever it might be, let us know. And, uh, you know, it's just more uh, fuel for the fire for this uh, big adventure we're taking on. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, that's the offseason walkthrough. But as you kind of alluded to, no one wants to hear your top song of the decade. Uh, we kind of were playing around with some ideas of with this kind of being a New Year's Eve day special. New Year's special is probably a less clunky way of saying that. We were playing around with a few ideas for just something we could add on to this episode, just to give you a little, bo- little more, a uh, little more spice, a little more, a little something more tasty for this, other than just this announcement. So we just decided that we would both just give you our top game from the past decade. Um, you know, we played around with something a little more extensive, but it's, you know, takes time, and we're still not getting paid to do this. So, uh, Dakota, do you want to start us off? And I know this one's painful for you, but... Spoilers? Gosh, yeah, it's really painful for me to say Western Wayne the Vanier was the best game of the decade. <laughs> uh, and I wish I wish that was my game. Um, no, going to take you back to, you know, the year after I graduated, 2016. Uh, the 109th E8's Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. where if we just pause with eight minutes left in the fourth, looks like a nice little victory for my Western Mustangs. And big ups to Laurier on, you know, that's why it's a four-quarter game. And you, you're you kind of wearing some Laurier gold right now, actually. No, this is neon yellow. Okay. Shout out all my McKellar fans. Um, <laughs> no, it was... Uh, was I at that game? I can't remember if I was at that game or not, but... It was, you know, obviously very unfortunate for every Western fan out there and every Western player, especially the seniors going into it. For those who don't know, uh, Laurier came back from, what was it, like a 21 or 28-point deficit or something like that. Was it like, yeah, 40 to 19 or so, something? Something or like that, crazy. Yeah, it was 40, yeah, you said 49 minutes left or whatever. 40 to 19, um, and, you know, a couple great offensive plays by Laurier, a couple, mainly one, I'd call it a, a bad... A bad blunder, uh, maybe a bad coaching call where, you know, all that Western had to do was run out the clock and they decided to run a reverse to from Alex Taylor to, I think it might have been Miles uh, Rombo. I'm not 100% sure on that. I have to go way back and watch the film. But that force of fumble, Laurie gets the ball down to three, scores, and it's tied. Western does nothing. Laurie gets the ball back and kicks a field goal with zero seconds on the clock to cap off you know an unbelievable comeback obviously i have to throw it in there as as a mustang western did come back next year and slap up 75 points against laurie in the that did Cup. Happen. um and leading on, to a van on yeah. on road to a Vanier, yeah but 
No, for me, that was definitely uh, the top. I can't say it's the top, but I only get one call, so I'm going to say it's the top, you know, yeah. top game of the decade. One, it's hard to not, you know, I'm, there's great games that happen in the regular season too, but you add just the, uh, that it's a championship game as well, that definitely adds into it a little bit. Uh, you know, just in hearing you talk about it and talking about the play calling and then winning the Vannies the years after, you know, I don't really know the ins and outs of of Schneider coming to Western, whether that was a done deal or when that had happened. But I'm kind of having thoughts of like the, when the Cavs switching to NBA, when, when LeBron beat Golden State and then, you know, Draymond's on the phone in his With car KD, after the game, yeah. calling KD. And everyone, you know, there's the great what if in that situation where, well, if they actually beat the Cavs, do they go and bring in KD or does KD go to a championship team? So I say that, I say that to say this. If they hold on to that lead and then go on to have whatever type of type of run in the national semis and perhaps in a Vanier, does Schneider come in? Does that then affect them winning the year after and then winning the eighth year after and, and the appearance in the so Vanier? So really, thank you, Laurier, for coming back, and that's why Western has a Vanier. Possibly, I think. <laughs> I think, and this is obviously all all hearsay because you know I didn't have my ear to the ground as much as I do now. Um, but when I was watching that game with everyone that I talked to uh, that had some sort of dog in the race with Western, we were saying, Greg Marshall, yeah, great coach. They need an OC, and they need someone who's just going to OC. And I think that loss definitely, you know, gave them a little nudge. Because if they had won, they would have been like, eh, you know, we won the AIDS Cup. But yeah. we don't, you know, we're, we're still winning. Uh, I think it definitely gave him a nudge. To say that Schneider wouldn't have come over if they had still won, I don't know. No, of course. You know, his yeah. time his time with St. FX. Uh, was done obviously moving from the AUS to the OUA is kind of the goal um or at least you know out of the AUS nothing against the AUS but you know it's not <laughs> we've gone down that it's road not before. it's not the end goal there um but yeah I think you know it gave him a little bit of a nudge and I don't want to talk too much about this game just because as a spoiler um we do have a I won't say the name but a, a Laurier alum that was part of that game that's now moved on to greener pastures in the in the pro football side of things. He will be on one of the upcoming episodes, so I'm sure our, him and I will get into it a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he will love that. You know, but I, 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 had, gradu- I had graduated already, so it was whatever. But yeah, no, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the loss probably gave him a little extra nudge. So you're right. Thank you, Laurier, for the Vanier Cup. Yeah, it's just a fun what-if to play with. Uh, and, of course, I mean, this is me just kind of throwing some credit to uh, my Guelph Griffins that the the cherry on top of the uh, shit Sunday that that was for Western is that that was the back-to-back losses in the eights coming off the loss to us the year before. We can talk about Western slapping us in any number well, of I was just, years. I was going to ask you, did, did the next year yeah. when Western put up 75 yeah. on Laurier, did that make you... Instantly feel better about Western putting up like that sixty three on you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no doubt. You're like, oh, it could not get worse, and then it got worse. <laughs> and then it got worse, That's, and then yeah. and then Laurie is like, oh, it could not get worse, and then Western's like, I hold that eighty two. Yeah. Um, Shout out again to the AUS, I guess. <laughs> um, but no, a very good pick for game of the game of the decade. Um, hard to top that one. And despite what I had said about you know the stakes of a championship game making it more important. I'm actually going to go to a regular season game, um, but an amazing game. Nonetheless, the 2014 Panda game 
known in the hearts of many a fan of OUA, Carlton, Ottawa, GG football as the Hail Mary game, the Nate Bahar catch to end regulation. They're down, I think, 31-27, starting with the ball. Where were they at, Dakota? I don't remember. Where were they? Oh, at the 55. At the, yeah, that's right. They were at the 55, down, yeah, like four points or so. I think it was... Gorgachuk, I forget the guy's name. Uh, another contemporary of ours from when we were in OVFL, I think he was probably on Myers or Cumberland. I just know I remember the name. Slings the ball up there. The defensive back gets his hand on it. And, you know, it's not one of those plays where you can, th- in my estimations, you can throw the blame on the DB where maybe he tips it up. I think I think the blame needs to come from the amount of pass rushers they had. Yeah, yeah. That was, okay, <laughs> that's a little inside joke because in trying to just put together a little uh, extra research on that game, there's a quote by Jamie Barise, uh, the, the, the head coach for the Ottawa GGs who's still there. I mean, at least last I checked. Um where he put some, he said that they shouldn't have rushed four guys and they should have had more guys back there, which is just ridiculous in my estimations. Like, sure, yeah, you could have rushed fewer guys, but it's like you got the play you wanted. Your guy didn't tip the ball up; he had batted it down. Nate Bahar caught it at his socks and walked into the end zone. It's like there's no blame there. It's a great play by everyone involved. But I go to that game not just because of the wild ending, but that. Being the second year Carlton was back in the league, the first year when they played Ottawa in the Panda, somewhat stuck to the script of the Panda game classically, Ottawa taking it, which probably not a surprise with Carlton being this uh, new up jump start or restarted program, however you want to say that. But then second year in, they get the incredible Hail Mary. Bahar, who of course is having a nice career in the CFL uh, right now, is um, <laughs> uh, for himself as uh, a wild animal attacks the microphone uh, here in the studio. But yeah, that's my pick for game of the decade. Um, I'm sure many of you are, are are yelling at your iPhone, Android, whatever you're listening to this on saying, well, how come neither of us talked about the 2011 Vanier Cup, Mac taking down... It's not OUA! You know, that's, I mean, and that's where my mind went first because I was rewatching. There's an incredible, I'll give the shout out to TSN and McMaster, um, the athletic department. I'm assuming they played a big hand in this. There's an incredible, like, 25 minute documentary they did on that game, the Mac Laval game from 2011, where Mac goes up big in the first half. Laval comes back to Brandon close. Then it's tied, and Krapinga misses the field goal at the end of regulation. Then it's back and forth in the OT, and then Kripinha gets his revenge. And he has a great quote in the in the movie where he's like, "It's it's it's rare that you get to bo- be both the goat and the hero in the same game." Yeah. Um. So shout out to him for the bounce back in that game as well. So no doubt, if we're just talking all across U Sports or at the time CIS, that one takes the cake. And of course, it did involve it did involve an OUA team and the McMaster Marauders. But yeah, if we're talking strictly OUA games. Dakota going with the Laurier win over his Western Mustangs in 16. And me going with Carlton with the Hail Mary victory over the Ottawa GGs in the 2014 Panda game. Um, But let us know what your pick is for Game of the Decade. Whether you want to make it U-Sports CIS general uh, in general. Or if you want to go specifically just an OUA matchup head-to-head. I'm sure we're probably missing a few obvious ones. 
like we're just putting out one each so i'm sure we could have racked our brains to come up with a, a larger list and there obviously are more games to throw on these lists as well um but yeah let us know hit us up on twitter instagram whatever you want however you want to reach out to us to let us know what your pick is for game of the decade um but any last thoughts for today dakota <sighs> no no it's 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 been fun it's been fun you know get back on the mic it's also been fun to not be on the mic that was uh, that just, was fun yeah. that was fun uh, i'm just excited to, to start hitting some campuses start sitting down with some players i got a lot a lot it will we'll, we'll make it for the is it gen z is it gen z is that the younger generation i don't know i don't yeah i got some tea to spill for the for the gen z okay you know Okay. You know some juicy, some juicy OUA gossip that you know. Yeah. We're not allowed to talk about right oh. now. You oh. Know. But this, you know, the the yeah. rumor mill is percolating, and Dakota is at the forefront of all of it. When the when the rumor mill isn't going, I'm at least on the side stirring the pot to try and get something going. Um, but with that being said, I have respect for all the coaches and the players, and when they tell me not to say things, I absolutely don't say things. Um, yeah. But, but as soon as I'm allowed to say things, I'm gonna say things. Stay tuned for. Uh, Dakota bomb, like what are we? The Woj bomb equivalent. How we'll come up with something, something catchier than that. Uh, if you have a fun name, that we'll we'll throw on that when Dakota stops starts dropping news left, right, and center all over the OUA rumor mill. Uh, we'll have to have something catchy for that. But uh, I know news that they don't even know yet. I don't oh. think that they don't even know that they don't even know. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a wild start to the new year, 2020, a new decade. Uh, we talked about on the last episode, following the Vanier, pardon me, following the Yates, that Western won this decade. The McMaster was a fairly close second, and of course, teams like Guelph and Laurier in the mix as well. Who's gonna be the team for the 2020s? You'll have to stay tuned. Oh. Oh, we're getting a, we're getting an early vote from the Western alum for Mac, um, so that's cool. Um, but we'll have to stay tuned, and we'll be here talking to you about it at the fifty-five.